Respiratory Section 3, Chronic Obstructive Pulmonary Disease Pathophysiology. COPD is characterized by a reduction in maximal expiratory flow and a slower force emptying of the lungs. Unlike asthma, airflow obstruction is not fully reversible. The name COPD is really an umbrella term for chronic bronchitis and emphysema. While these used to be considered separate clinical entities, many patients present with features of both disease. So etiology or the cause for COPD or these things are cigarette smoking, respiratory infection, alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency, exposure to dust with higher risks in the coal mining, gold mining, and textile industry. Pathophysiology. So progressive deterioration of elastic components in the lungs, therefore there is a decrease in lung recoil, causes air trapping, and increases residual volume. Uh, there's a reduced airway rigidity, meaning there's a reduced small airway rigidity which causes which the small airways collapse during exhalation, therefore it causes another air trapping. Increased gas velocity through the narrow airway. So an airways is going to be very narrow. So the smaller the airway, just like the, the just like the, uh, what you call that, the toothbrush to clean the teeth, um, water pick. The smaller, the narrower the area, the velocity increases. So if the velocity increases, meaning there's a narrow area, we're not talking about resistance here, but we're talking about decreased pressure in the airways. Yeah, yeah, increased gas velocity. So gas velocity pass pass because of the narrow airways. Therefore, there is a decreased pressure. Yeah, yeah, there is a gas velocity narrow. Therefore, there is a decreased pressure in the airways. Um, decreased pressure in the airways because it's more narrow, meaning the airways are collapsed, air trapping again. Increased gas velocity through narrow airways, decreased pressure in the airways, air collapse, and then air trapping. Secretions, airflow obstruction, and bronchospasm. See a common theme? Since getting air out of the lungs is the problem, these patients have hyperinflated lungs. Common findings include flattened diaphragm, increased anterior-posterior diameter, pulmonary bullet, increased work of breathing. Okay? Chronically elevated arterial CO2. Of course, they have an increase in PaCO2 because they cannot even exhale all the CO2 out, right? So that causes a respiratory acidosis. The kidneys reabsorb bicarb, which provides a compensatory metabolic alkalosis. If you put this patient on a ventilator and restore a normal PaCO2, the bicarbonate in the blood hasn't gone anywhere, so you're putting the patient at risk for severe alkalosis. This and severe alkalosis reduces oxygen unloading as well as causes apnea. It causes apnea. Chronic hypercarbia blunts the chemoreceptor response to CO2. Some patients rely on PEO2 to maintain respiratory drive. Supplemental oxygen theoretically could remove the stimulus to breathe, and this can cause hypoventilation and apnea. Keep in mind that patients with significant COPD wear supplemental oxygen on a routine basis, so take this teaching with a grain of salt. Lung volume reduction surgery removes over-distended tissue and allows normal lung tissue to function in a more regular way. 
So spirometry and COPD. So we can see an increase in respiratory. No, we can see an increase in residual volume. Therefore, there's also an increase in FRC and TLC. But there will always be a decrease in FEV1, FEV1, FVC ratio, and FEF 25-75%. An FEV1, FVC ratio of less than 70% after bronchodilator therapy is diagnostic of COPD. Chronic bronchitis are called blue bloaters. Chronic bronchitis is associated with hypertrophied bronchial mucus glands and chronic inflammation. Both process limit airflow during exhalation. Chronic bronchitis is defined by the presence of cough and sputum production for more than three months in two consecutive years. Cigarette smoking is a common cause of chronic bronchitis. RBCs are overproduced, meaning chronic bronchitis patients will have an increase in RBC, so erythrocytosis, to compensate for the VQ mismatch and hypoxemia. This increases the blood viscosity as well as myocardial work. Chronic hypoxemia and hypercarbia increase pulmonary vascular resistance, which causes pulmonary hypertension, which causes a right ventricular stain, strain, which causes a right axis deviation or core pulmonale. So the left heart function is actually normal. You will see a normal pulmonary, pulmonary alveolar occlusive pressure. A weak right heart creates a back pressure to the liver, creating a liver congestion and ascites. Oxygen therapy is more efficacious than any drug in terms of improving pulmonary hypertension and preventing erythrocytosis because we know that there's only erythrocytosis to, over, uh, to compensate with a VQ mismatch. So oxygen therapy is the one that's going to help with that. Emphysema or pink puffers is associated with enlargement and destruction of the airway distal to the terminal bronchioles. Since the surface area for gas exchange is reduced, dead space increases. Okay, since the surface area, of, yeah, the surface, just put in mind emphysema, the surface area for gas exchange reduced, therefore dead space increases. Destruction of the pulmonary capillary bed contributes to pulmonary hypertension. The same amount of blood must travel to a smaller network of blood vessels. The patient with emphysema generally has a normal or slightly reduced PaO2, but the PaCO2 is usually normal or decreased as a result of hyperventilation. Late in the disease, hypoxemia and hypercarbia further increase pulmonary vascular resistance leading to right heart failure. Alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency can cause emphysema. A few words about alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency. Alpha-1 antitrypsin is an enzyme produced by the liver. Alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency is a disease where an abnormal variant of the enzyme is produced. The hepatocyte is unable to secrete this enzyme into the blood, so it accumulates inside the hepatocyte. This ultimately leads to cell death and cirrhosis. So what does this have to do with the lung? Alveolar elastase breaks down pulmonary connective tissue. So alveolar elastase is the evil one here. It will break down the pulmonary connective tissue. This enzyme is kept in check by, you guess it, alpha-1 antitrypsin. Alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency allows the, the, devil, the devil, which is the alveolar elastase, to overactive. 
So meaning alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency allows a relative overactivity of the alveolar elastase activity. The net result in the destruction of pulmonary connective tissue and the development of panlobular emphysema.